evening. Welcome to another episode of the Blacksmith's Furnace with me, Robert. With me, Pete. My lap mo out here sniffling on that. Francis is back together. I don't I don't know the last time we were all together. Feels like two weeks ago. Yeah, it was just two weeks ago. Yeah. Wasn't that long ago. It was all of us. Yeah, it was yeah, all of us. Yeah. It seems like ages, you know. Hey, Robert misses us, man. It's cool. Evidently. Well, no, because I think last week there wasn't. There wasn't. I, I think that's why yeah. it feels like ages, yeah, because last week there wasn't an episode. Mm. And I did the re-up. Um, yeah. yeah. The re-up was about Spack Nation, so just Ooh. in case you want to go there. Oh. If you want to go there. No, no, no. No, no. I think they're getting too much attention. I ain't even trying to add to that. <laughs> so funny. It seems like they're, they're crumbling, though. Bro. D- d- my, my thing is, yeah, and my, my thing, this, this isn't even about Spack it's, it's, it's about Peter. So my thing is, yeah, with Peter, it's like, um, I remember when we were talking about pastors in general and Peter was like, he was convicted by the scripture touched up, the Lord's anointed. And so he didn't want to bring any, like cancel culture and blah, blah, blah. Didn't necessarily want to bring that to any pastor. Mm. And it's like, I, I get the sentiment, but I'm like, bro, sometimes we just need to cancel out these false teachers before they even drop up off anything. Well, what, about, what about the people there though? And 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 I remember like, as well. I remember we had a conversation where Peter was like, he knows someone who goes there, and they seem to be bearing fruit. I've got an update on that. <laughs> I've got an update on they're that. They're in debt, yeah. Not only that, Whoa. apparently they've been told that their parents are witches, so they don't communicate with their parents anymore. So, so yeah, that this, this, was. This are we going to see a, a video of them on YouTube? Are they a pastor? No, they're not pastors yet. Not I think, yet. Not yet. Uh, yet. Not yet. I think, Girl, there's time. There's time. I think one of them was. I think they were going to get married to a pastor. Jeez. I believe. Um, the exposure is going to expose it, the bro, <laughs> bro. But no, like even they're going to get married to the legion, not the pastor. The legion. <laughs> well, when I even say when I even say the people there, like Robert saying, oh, maybe they might be crumbling. I worry for the people in the congregation. Like, where, what are they going to do? How many of them, or how much of? their faith was in these pastors. Yeah. Now that, you know, yeah. maybe they're being exposed. How much it's of me that saying way. I don't want to talk about back in the conversation. I know. Oh, yeah, no, 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 yeah, no. Yeah. I've, I've, yeah. I've, got, I've got a more... Well, we've got Sorry Not Sorry. Sorry know. Not Sorry. Who's yeah. on hot seat yeah. this week? I'll, I'll take the hot seat. Ooh. Oh, come. Check it, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if they picked it up. Probably did. All right. So, Mike, uh, you want to go first? So, yeah. Mike, I'm just going to flip it. Look. Peter was just like he's worried about the people. congregation the people were there so I'm mm. like alright twofold same question different perspectives mm. unbeliever um, as soon as a pastor goes AWOL the church goes AWOL as in like pastor gets taught, uh, caught touching little boys and then like everyone in the congregation is just a mad thing mm. so how okay, so that that's the situation. So mm-hmm. even taking whichever church you want to take, mm-hmm. um, the pastor gets caught up in doing stuff and yeah. then everything kinda happens. Yeah. How would you address that to non believers and how would you address that to believers? Non believers who are part of the church? No, non believers who are just looking at it. Right. So And so they're like yeah. like wagwan for the church. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. everyone's just worshipping. Is this what you Christians do? Yeah. Is this what you Christians do? Is this Christianity? Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. In that um Christianity or being Christ-like is recognizing your human. Is it fallib? What's the word I'm looking for? Fallibility. I don't think <laughs> no, it, fallibility. It's fallibility a word. I think so. I know infallible is perfect. Yeah. Is fallibility the correct fallible? Opposite? Yeah. Or fallible. Well, you know some words. Yeah. There? So I'm just yeah. I, I don't feel confident. But no, the the fallibility of human beings, mm. the the depravity of human beings, mm. is what Christ came to. What was that? He said, mm, as if he's feeling the word. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm trying to like explain. Uh, Pia, Pia, you, you need to. <laughs> get, get, get paranoid out here. No, yeah, so that, that's what came, Christ came to address was the fact that human beings are fallible. We are depraved. And unfortunately, regardless of, you know, how far we get into it, we are always, so long as we have this flesh, always at risk. Mm. If this guy has gone and, 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 you know, the pastor's fallen off and we recognize it, for him and for the people around him, that could be an opportunity for grace to be extended to him and for him to be rehabilitated and repent and be brought back. 
rehabilitated. I don't know why <laughs> my mind just went to being flogged. <laughs> you know, and brought back. And that's part of Christianity, mm. is recognizing that, yes, you can deny Jesus Christ three times, cussing and swearing, but then there is still opportunity for you to repent and become one of the greatest mm. apostles, you know, to, to have walked in. Or hang yourself. Or, or hang yourself, you know. Um, but even that goes to show amongst the 12 that were selected, there was one who was stealing from the money bag. Mm -hmm. There was one who was, um, you know, who eventually had to go and then, or not had to, but chose to sell Christ for 30 shekels of of silver. So, yes, it's part of Christianity that we are still a fallen people, Mm. except for the fact that we've been saved and God's spirit dwells within us, allowing us, giving us the opportunity given us the right to become children of God, um, but none are holy. So, so to the unbeliever, yeah. yes, we are. St- because I'm Christian doesn't mean I'm better than you. doesn't mean mm. I'm holy. It just means that I recognize that I'm not, and God is working through me. Mm. Unfortunately, this guy's gone and done that, but there's still grace there. There's still a God that loves him. There's still opportunity for him to repent and, and be saved um, and brought back. Mm. To their congregation, again, your pastor was not your God. Should not be your God. Hey, from from time, man, I was saying, I don't know God. I've never been in His presence. All I know is, yeah. if I get to heaven, cool. But cool. right now, right now, <laughs> don't go with it. That that's, and and you know, it would not surprise that if he has fallen, he was maybe teaching bad doctrine anyway. You know, so it's it's no surprise. Apparently, they were giving people the word, mm. just not scripture. Mm. No, <laughs> that's a word. Yeah, so. To, to the congregation, I would say, you were in the right place, or you were in the right place in that you recognize Christ is, Jesus lives, and, 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 and Jesus is king. Shout out, can you? Come on. <laughs> um, but that your pastor has fallen again just shows the depravity of humanity mm. and the fact that we need Christ all the more. Yeah. So, as opposed to saying, well, if it didn't work here, it doesn't work. No. It didn't work here because there was some bad doctrine here. Find yourself a good church. And, you know, shout out to Black Berea again. They've actually got a list of churches um, by area uh, that you can... These guys are local, isn't it? Black Berea? Yeah. I don't know if they're local, actually. Um, But, no, they they are in London, at Mm. the very least. Um, And have a very good, long, exhaustive list of um, churches. uh, I need to have a look to see if my church is on that. (laughs) <laughs> so you know there there are resources there are good churches out there um go and find yourself one of those and 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 be there because christ it's supposed to be the entire body of christ and the whole denomination thing is a, another example of the f- uh, fallibility of human beings in that that's not how it was designed to be but because of that christ is everywhere and you can find yourself a good church don't give up on the faith because your pastor let you down um, is what I'd say to the congregation. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Cool. Mm. All right, my question for Peter. Let go. Do we go about miracles in the wrong way? How do you mean? In a sense that so there are none. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> so like when when like we read the Bible and there was a healing or there was like an exorcism of a demon and stuff, mm. Jesus like legit said like two or three words yeah. and then there was a healing. Mm. Be healed. Mm. Mm. Uh, demon, go away. Yeah. Yeah. But these days you have whole conferences, all right, all the bars, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And we and more times than not there are not the results. Yeah. Um there um, there is that verse where Jesus said that there only some things that can can be done through part through like fasting and prayer. prayer yeah. Yeah. yeah, some will only yeah. leave by fasting and prayer. Yeah. But for those other ones where yeah. Jesus just went pow and they were gone. The the funny thing is for even that <coughs> that one that was will only leave by fasting and prayer. Jesus still didn't go and fast and pray to remove it. He had been fasting and praying, and that's when he pro- he spoke to that one. He still cast it out. Mm. It was the disciples that were like, oh, we tried and we couldn't. And it's like, some go by fasting and prayer. He had been fasting and praying. So you guys should probably be fasting and praying at all times. <laughs> so that, to me, goes to show why... why I we feel don't. like Peter just sent a shot. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you guys. <laughs> well, no. <laughs> like I said, when was the last time I fasted properly, you know. Like, I think... Ooh, part of, I was about to say something about what <laughs> Part of intermittent fasting is not fasting. <laughs> I tried to lie to myself. Um, part of why I think we don't see biblical style miracles is because I don't think we live biblically. 
like in 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 that day they were and, and i'm guilty of this just as much in that day you know they were selling all they had and sharing it amongst themselves and they gave themselves daily to the breaking of bread and to the study of the word and they lived differently than you know i i'm nine to five at work and come back and i'm trying to save and I'm, I'm doing this and i is that really biblical am i living biblically and if i'm not living biblically then I, maybe i shouldn't expect to see biblical style experiences but so what what would the excuse be of like say pastors yeah who could like live in that that life of for the gospel 24 7 or mm. more 24 7 than than we are how do you mean that in a sense that so for you you work in it mm. um so a good portion of your day is dedicated to it eight hours yeah <laughs> um for a pastor yeah those eight hours are dedicated to ministry work yeah it, it, it might not be being out on the streets yeah it, it, it could be admin but it's all yeah. for yeah. the benefit of the church yeah so yeah. wouldn't wouldn't that mean that they should still be seeing those same kind of miracles if if so much more of the time is dedicated? And I think to some of them do. So I think some of them do. I think you can or you will maybe meet some um, people that are living people. And like I said, like 95 doesn't mean you don't experience it at all. Bless you. Because even Paul had, 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 had a job. Had yeah. a job. Yeah. Maker. yeah. So it doesn't mean you don't at all. But And I think those that do, they do see it. People that you will meet certain people and they are they're in like they're 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 intentional about walking in the spirit and so you know you see the gifts working you see the gifts manifesting um and that's because that's where that's how they're living and it's adjusted to what society requires of us and everything but because they're still living that way you will see it and then you'll see it from the fruit so in as much as i do say you know you're not seeing casting out demons and all of that jazz I, I don't know if that's what I'm called to do but I'm definitely not doing it on a regular um, have you ever tried to cast out a demon I don't think I've ever had to <laughs> <laughs> I've never met someone who was demon possessed per se requiring exorcism I have I have had my experiences with supernatural threats and even now you know talking about like um, the, the church plant no no talking about a church plant which I don't think we've spoken about on the podcast I see it's not a secret I see the enemy attacking me in certain ways and I, I recognize it but I, I expected it because you start doing stuff like that you should expect mm. to see stuff like that you go um, Peter nah it's not that nah please <laughs> <laughs> don't try to gas me up like I'm doing anything because <laughs> that's the devil Shh, get behind me nah. <laughs> no no but for real I think I think we don't see it because we're not living biblically like we're trying our best and I think we recognize we're trying our best and there's grace but I don't think we are we're definitely not doing what they did hmm. if that makes sense we're definitely not doing that we're not doing that much um, and I think it's grace and I think God's getting us to a place where we're thinking about it more and, and we're you know going to be doing it more yeah. I, I'm sure we'll be doing it more but that's why I think we don't see it as much and with that said I think people that are walking in the spirit you can see and, and they are getting there um which would then ask, you know, why is you not seeing it? Maybe with those that are always preaching about God's prosperity and stuff like that. And that should tell you enough. <laughs> For real. Them man preaching about prosperity. Ain't everyone in their church rich? <laughs> in one church, all of them are in debt. But yeah, we ain't going to get into that one. Um, <laughs> do, you think God's, <laughs> do you think God's okay with us, tr- quote unquote, trying our best? Do you know, I think I, I really want to chime in, in, mm, in no, on no, this Because it's, it's when we read the letters that Paul wrote to the different churches. Um, we don't necessarily see Paul, t- I can't remember, I'm quickly running through my mind and I have been for a while. But we don't see Paul telling them, go do the work of an evangelist, go do the work of this, go and do this. We don't necessarily see Paul doing that. We see Paul saying those things to specific people who there's a recognition that there's a gift and a calling. So you guys can't see my head going up and down, up and yeah. down in agreement. There's like a specific gift and a calling. I think it's Timothy where it's like, don't neglect the gift that was um, imparted onto you prophetically when people were praying over yeah. you. And so there was a, there was a church-wide recognition yeah. of this person has been called for this certain gift. So even Paul and, um, no, not Silas, but on his first uh, mission trip, 
he was commissioned by the Holy Spirit to go. Mm. And he didn't undertake that that work. Yes, whenever, wherever he went, he kind of spoke and blah, blah, blah. But when he f- went on his first mission trip, it was a commission. And mm. so there was a specific calling and like anointing to actually go out and do this. Is mm. that with Barnabas? Yes, it was Barnabas. <laughs> Don't know. <coughs> I've been reading Galatians lately. <laughs> Come on. So I was trying to think. It wasn't yeah, Silas. Was Who was the other guy? <laughs> I was going to say Timothy, but like, he took he Timothy with Timothy, him. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. yeah. Um, and so there's, there's always a recognition of living your life and allowing that to then almost do the ministry. Yeah. But never, and as Paul was say, uh, Peter was saying, um, never um, shrink from giving a defense for the faith that you have. That's and what so, we're all called to do. And so that's something yeah. we're all called to do is yeah. giving a defense for the faith that yeah. we have. But not everyone's called to no. go out and evangelize, no. go out and do this. No. We're all called to live a godly life and know yeah. that all those who seek to live a godly life will be persecuted. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. But we're not all called. To, and it, some people will be like, <gasps> blah, blah, blah. It's like, yo, like Jesus commissioned his apostles to go and do them things. Yeah. Before he commissioned them, they weren't doing it. Yeah. And so mm. until you've been commissioned, like literally, um, all as I read the epistles and stuff, all that I see is just live a godly life. Mm. Anyone who doesn't work shouldn't eat. Like, um, as you as you are saved, so continue. If you're circumcised, as you are saved, remain circumcised. If you weren't, remain uncircumcised. And live a life reflective of the salvation that you have now received and the faith that you now have. Yeah. And if that involves, all right, cool. Like I'm having this conversation with someone and I'm going to, I feel like I should actually share my faith and mm. go for it. Mm. But not necessarily seeing it as imposed on the entire body to go and become evangelists. Because what you recognize there as well is it's not, it's not just script reading. Yeah. It's not just, oh, this is what they taught us the church to say. Mm-hmm. It's, I'm speaking to this person on a one-on-one. The Spirit's leading me to share a story yeah. with this person. There's like already a conversation there. There's already a relationship there. There's already a realness to sharing that message as opposed to cold calling on the street. And that's not to say that's not that's wrong. That's not to say that's wrong. But just as Mo was saying, I think when I was, th- when I've been thinking about this, the, the whole denominations thing, I think should really have been almost like gang but not gangs in the sense of um, uh, um, different factions mm. but gangs in the sense of those that are eyes kind of will not yeah. congregate together but they will understand each yeah. other so even within the church uh, um, you've got these fivefold things the apostles they're all watching over everyone in the church but you start seeing them almost birthing new apostles because yeah. we all sort of gravitate to the same thing yeah. and that's the only sort of division i think there should be in the sense that my hand is my hand and those that are hands will sort of do the same thing those that are eyes will sort of do the same thing those that are mouthpieces will sort of do the same thing of being the evangelist because that's the office god has give, called yeah. them into or that's the gift god has given to them but we're not all supposed to be yeah. doing this one thing because that's what the leader does that's, yeah you know yeah. that's it's, that's not the way i think yeah god I designed think, it to be i think what, I w- what, what i'd want to add in avoiding the confusion of we're not limiting the job on evangelist or what to, to the no. specific people or specific leaders or mm. that's, that's not it no. because the bible says like the leadership equip the saints to do the work yeah. to do mm. the work that god has called them to do and mm. so there is like um bible also says that we have been called on to good works yeah and so there is something for you to do whether it's just living a godly life that is difficult enough mm. <laughs> it's difficult yeah. enough to just yeah. live a good it's difficult enough to just be a good husband or a good wife yep and so it's like I feel just, like that often fam just doing that just because you're not married <laughs> <laughs> stupid. just doing that is, is consuming enough yeah. whereas like loving your wife as Christ loves the church on a daily basis or submitting to your husband as the church submits to Christ on a daily basis is difficult enough yeah Especially if if you're recognizing like your depravity mm. within that, mm-hmm. um, but also within that recognizing that God has called you onto good works. That might be your good works. Your good works might be helps. Yeah. It might be encouragement. Yeah. It might be administration. Yeah. It might be um, gifts of prophecy. There's mm. there's so many different gifts by the same spirit, and so it's not reducing these quote-unquote special gifts to special people. No, all of us have been called to do certain things, but not all of us have been called to do the same thing. And so don't feel guilty if you're not quote-unquote evangelizing or whatever, but you you should feel convicted if you're not doing what God is calling you to do, the Spirit is leading you to do. There should be some sort of conviction there. And any work you you are doing shouldn't be you're doing it for God. 
you're, you should be doing it with God. Yeah. So mm, as as yeah. a result of the relationship that yeah. you have been building with him, or doing it for your pastor. Yeah. <laughs> and like you can definitely see and like feel the difference within yourself yeah. when you're do when it's that difference. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah. Anyway. Alright. Well done, Peter. I'm, I'm done. Are you happy with that? I'm happy. Yeah. I'm happy. Yeah. 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 Bless you, Moses. <laughs> Moses is hard, suffering hard. Man, Moses <laughs> spent too much time skinny dipping. Skinny dipping, you know. Yeah. But yeah, all right. Let's go oh, your on. Your <laughs> <laughs> And let's move on to our topic today. Yeah. A- another not so serious topic today. All right. All right. Uh, we'll start again with Peter, oh, and, no. and and how much he knows the, of the culture. <laughs> Peter, I think you 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 do you know Ti. Yeah, oh gosh, yeah, not here. Oh, I think Vio knows oh, what's no. coming. Vio knows oh, what's no. coming. Hi, man. I check. just want to say, yeah. Peter's, Peter's drinking um, Lucas A Zero, yeah. Do you know that this is just fizzy water? Yeah, yeah that's fine. It's just fizzy water with a, with a liquid. I was feeling it. nauseous, and I think the gas helps keep okay. the food down. Because I bought it, and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, this is going to like, I'm going to get the energy boost without the calories. And I was like, the first ingredient is carbonated water. I'm like, Where, where's the glucose? Where's, where's no, the- if you want the sugar-free stuff that actually works, Monster, Monster Zero, is is, is actually potent. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually potent. I'll bear that in mind. Yeah. I said it's potent. Yes, 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 well, I, yeah. know. So, I know. Um, I know. So, this, I think we're a couple of weeks late with this one, but I thought it was a good topic. Nonetheless, so T.I. goes with his daughter to the gynecologist mm-hmm. to check that her hymen is still intact. Yeah, which it still is. That that Ti says anyway, um, and Ti got a, a lot of backlash. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think of what to say. <laughs> yeah. So I don't. I don't want to go down that route. Okay. About <laughs> women and the hymens yeah. and stuff. But I thought that this would be a good opportunity to talk about. Um, virginity in general, mm. um, okay. but, but but more in terms of when it pertains to guys, yeah. Um, because as I'm sure we are all aware, like virginity is more is more protected when it comes to women mm. than it is to guys. Yeah. Um. So as men mm-hmm. who who have been of the world <laughs> and speak of yourself and sampled it's. It's it's many fruits <laughs> before give your life to Christ and, may, and maybe even after give your life to Christ. <laughs> <laughs> that realness, wow. that realness. Um, if 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 like a guy came to you or like if you had a son, most of you've got a son. Mm-hmm. PT might have a son one day. How are you going to explain to them the importance of or or, or the significance of virginity if there is significance in this day and age? Mm. Yeah. yeah. I think, um, I don't know, you said Peter first, so <laughs> I'll, I'll have Peter go. It's gotta wait. Um, society builds this idea of, or, or using the TI example, society protects virginity for women more so than it does for men and, and promotes the men being more, um, having more conquest and having experience when it comes to relationships. And, and wants for the women to be more reserved now you've got with slut walks and all of that the the rhetoric that no women can also be sexually promiscuous and should go out and get their experience but i think there are undertoes of a woman that's been around is valued less than a man that's been around in 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 current culture and all of that to me is based off of is 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 not based off of moral truths or objective moral truths it's just based off of what the culture presents is a guy is a cool guy strong guy real man if he's gone out and he's conquered more women a woman is more precious if she hasn't been Mm. that's what the society presents that's what culture uh, um, um, suggests for the christian for me virginity isn't about that virginity in and of itself, isn't even the point. The point is sexual um, morality and the reason why God requires that of us, recognizing that our bodies are temples for the Holy Spirit. Our body are, you know, the Holy Spirit 
tabernacles within us and he has designed sex for marriage and he has um um god has declared that sex outside of marriage displeases him that's all that i need is the fact that sex outside of marriage displeases god it's not how he designed it to be so for me the concept of virginity and its relevance and its importance isn't even isn't even the conversation the main conversation is your sexual purity is what god requires of you because your singleness should be used for something else than conquest your 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 singleness and your body whilst you are not in in the institution of marriage should be used for for god chase what was it remember remember god in your youth or something like that remember the god of your youth basically in your youth serve your god as hard as you can because when you get married you are pulled in different directions um and i think i recognize that a lot more now in that in hindsight well not not even in hindsight no in being married and you know i've got a beautiful kid at home a beautiful wife at home and you know there's this podcast and there's this thing that god's like put on my heart and i'm just like yeah i want to do all of these things for god i also want to go home to my family I, I, like they are also a priority they are my first ministry so it's like i wish i had done these things when i was single and i could just go out and we could record podcasts all night or whatever or we could study all night like literally you know um steady like hard like we used to do it in, in uni to some extent first year at least you know where we'd have all night bible studies and be there and i i don't have to worry about anything i don't have to worry about being awake for for a kid we we are literally studying and we had the freedom to do so because we were single because we weren't tied in not to say we were, weren't tied into relationships but we didn't have that responsibility so for me it's not a com it's not a conversation of purity culture or anything or virginity being important it's a conversation of recognizing that your body is the lord's and you do with it what the lord says you should do with it because he designed it and in doing that you actually are doing the best things for you you know so that's 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 my view on things cool yeah i think um similar similar line to what peter was saying it's like your virginity ain't gonna save you no i really won't ain't what's gonna make you like sit right before god if that was the case, all of us are going straight to hell in this room. Hey, speak for yourself, mate. Speak for every single one of us, yeah? Not me, boy. <laughs> Not me, boy. Ah, God forgive them. <laughs> every single one of us is going to hell. If, if like, sexual purity before marriage mm. was the absolute requirement, or even a requirement, <laughs> like, we flopped. And as Peter was saying, it's like, it's... I, I would address... So I've been convicted to address convictions and motivations rather than actual actions. Mm. So why are you keeping your purity? So you could be sexually pure, but is that a means to be able to stand before God and say, look at what I have done? Mm. Then that's the wrong motivation. That's purity culture. Yeah. That essentially was what purity culture was. That, that's the wrong motivation. Mm. But if, if even in your sexual purity, you're still in front of God saying, nothing in my hands I bring, simply to the cross I cling, that is a beautiful heart position. <sighs> that is a beautiful heart position where it's just like I count everything as nothing in comparison to the excellency of knowing Christ the fact that I've been able to, to not watch porn not do whatever I count that all as nothing mm. in comparison to your story in Jesus and I think um, I would also look at it especially from my son's perspective I also look at it from a more practical position where it's just being sexually active outside of marriage brings a whole load of people into your marriage once you finally do get married. It's like you've just exposed yourself into so many different soul ties that follow you into your marriage mm. where you start to compare your wife to all the previous sexual partners, whether you're aware of it or not, whether you're doing it intentionally or not, like frequency, positions or whatever, you start to almost, there'll be times when you just be like, oh, but this person did this or oh, this person did this and it banged. And it's just like that right there is very unhelpful. To even know that your partner is comparing you to her ex is, is a bit unnerving. Even if it's like, no, you're better than him or whatever. It's still, it's still a bit like, obviously he's going to gas you up, but it's still unhelpful to know that she is bringing somebody else sexually into your relationship. 
And that applies for pornography as well. Yeah. Even if it isn't an ex, comparing yourself to this porn star yeah. or that porn star or those situations or those positions is, is equally as, as damaging, I think. And it's, it's like, for some people, this may be a surprise, but porn ain't real. What? <laughs> like, it's not real. And so you're comparing your partner to something that's not real expecting them to, to, to meet these unrealistic expectations and is very unhealthy and it can, it can be damaging. Often than not, it's damaging to your sexual intimacy where stories of people like being with their partners thinking about somebody else. It could, it could be Halle Berry or whatever, but you're still thinking about somebody else. And it's nuts. Like, some people, I've heard stories of how people go out and flirt with a girl just to get horny and then go home and have sex with their wife. <laughs> and they're like, but I'm not sleeping with I'm not sleeping with her, I'm sleeping with my wife. No, but it was all initiated through contact with somebody else. And so technically, even though you're, the physical act with her, like heart-wise, you're not with her. Because this relationship, this conversation triggered it and you, you, she was just an, an enactment mm. of what was triggered somewhere else. And so you're lusting after the person you, you, you engaged with. And Jesus says, even if you lust after someone in your heart, you've, you've committed adultery. Mm. So yeah, it's just, it's very detrimental to a relationship when, once you've been exposed to certain things. And um, on Instagram yesterday, there was a, there's been a conversation and people that I know have been having this conversation where it's like, is it right for a woman to check the girth of her potential to see if it's sufficient before they get married and if not is it cool if she locks it and it's almost like but how would you know if it's sufficient or not if you haven't already engaged in sexual activity and then you're comparing it to the previous that you've had and how that felt the beauty of marrying a virgin is <laughs> you always be the biggest thing ever <laughs> <laughs> literally and there's a reality in which, as well, that that's one-sided. Because how's the guy going to measure the woman? Do I, do, do I put my fingers in the find out, yeah? Like, what? <laughs> Not saying nothing. <laughs> so it's like, again, it's, it's a one-sided conversation. But when we, when we start to think about what you're actually bringing into the relationship in terms of your previous partners, and as... Um, I think it's Second Corinthians that says if you sleep with a prostitute, is it first or second? Well, one of the Corinthians, mm-hmm. um, you unite your mm-hmm. body with that person. Now yeah. it says about prostitute, but every sexual encounter you're uniting your body with this person. Yeah. So if you sleep with a woman or sleep with a guy who's united themselves with twenty people, you've just united yourself with twenty people on top of your twenty. <laughs> Excuse me. So yeah, my thing is just, firstly, what's your motivation? What's your convictions? Why are you doing this? Is it for the right reasons? And then secondly, practically, you're going to be dragging a whole load of stuff into your relationship that like, is very unhelpful and is very selfish to make your, your partner deal with it. Yeah. Now, you might keep your sexual purity and your partner might not. And that's a whole different ballgame to kind of deal with. Because mm-hmm. I've seen people with resentment that like, well, like I've kept mine, but you, you just, you're slagging it, like just whatever. Not that extreme. But, um, and that's something again where grace and just working in it, knowing that you weren't keeping your purity for this person. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. Because there's also the elements of that pride and that yeah. what were your motivations in keeping yeah. your purity in the first place? Yeah. You know, and thinking that you should be rewarded for something, you know. It's just, so, yeah. Um, uh, me, I think the yeah. truth the truth said it. Um, <laughs> there was a lot of grace in the truth statements after, after his madness. But um, <laughs> he said it where he was like, we don't keep ourselves sexually pure to avoid STDs and like all of them stuff but we do it because we love Jesus yeah because I was going to say that's that's been the underlying thing is you know we try and look for uh, almost in response to okay don't have sex so you don't get STDs mm. okay here's a condom you yeah. know alright yeah. this will protect you from STDs okay so now why shouldn't I have sex oh. all of those arguments I think where we are again trying to look for like a risk reward mm-hmm. sort of um analysis to the situation i think are somewhat flawed because they focus on our 
personal interest mm-hmm. more so than on the fact the, the mere simple fact that if you love God, you want to be, you want to do His things. You, oh. you, you that, that's what it's more about. First you know? John, I was um, God is light, and all those who claim to know Him will walk in light. <laughs> I was thinking about this, and I was thinking a lot of. I think a lot of the reason why, or a, a lot of the the stress that comes with. Uh, living like a, a Christian living is I think we have our focus wrong if you tell someone don't think about a pink elephant what did you just think about your face at possibly <laughs> possibly but if I keep saying to you don't think of a pink elephant yeah he wants you to say pink elephant I yeah. do want you yeah. to say pink elephant yeah. hopefully that's what you that's what you see yeah. Yeah. you know it's hard to say don't think I didn't I didn't want to fall into it I didn't want to fall into it just. <laughs> You know, if if I say don't, if whenever I'm saying okay, don't think of a pink elephant, I can just see a pink elephant, yeah. and I'll try and think of maybe a white tiger, or whatever. But you know, the there. focus, it, it, saying don't focus on this thing pulls your you focus both, to yeah. it. And what I see increasingly in the Bible do is instead of saying don't focus on this, which was what um, the law was given to prove to them that you can't do it the law was given you know it's not, I think there's a verse that literally says the law was the strength of sin yeah you know literally yeah. it's because you have this law that you now recognize this is sin yeah. you know what the bible does is now look at Christ yeah. and focus on Christ mm-hmm. as opposed to focusing on all of these things yeah. you shouldn't be doing focus on Christ the and that's where him, we the have to transform into his image just holding on to that idea quickly mm. so um, what does it say no Jesus said it that um, the first great commandment is love with all your heart, all your, yeah. heart, all your soul. Yeah. The second commandment is love your neighbor as yourself. Yeah. Do you think that that is enough to live a holy and righteous life? Yes. Or, or, or do you think that the rest of the Bible is needed to like unpack, <laughs> unpack that? Uh, I think <laughs> you were spoken about early. <laughs> I, I, I do. Yes, I do think. I still, I still say yes. Well, I think those to two. <laughs> <laughs> smart, smart move, smart man. Um, I, I think. Saying love your God with all your heart, all your strength, all your mind, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. And what does that look like? You mm-hmm. won't be able to determine mm-hmm. without the rest of the Bible. Yeah. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. You won't be able to truly understand what that means without the rest of the Bible. So mm-hmm. I think it's it, those two suffice to um, summarize the law. Because if I love the Lord, my God, with all, all, all my heart and, and my mind and my strength and everything, there's a specific way of saying that. I'm, I'm butchering it. But if I love the Lord, then I'd want to do what he says. Mm. Then I'd want to, you know, when, when Christ asked Peter, do you love me? Then feed my sheep. It was like, do you love me? Then teach them. If, if, if you love someone, you want to do what pleases them. In order to do what pleases them, you need to know them. In order to know the God that we're supposed to love, we see him revealed in the word. So it's, it's you know, it, it doesn't negate the need for the rest of the Bible. In fact, I think it highlights it. Um, but I do think that those two commands suffice to summarize the yeah. commandments, which is what they were asking him for, yeah. what's the greatest commandment. And they were asking that with malicious intent anyway. Yeah. Mm. I think um, you can't love someone you don't know, as yeah. Peter was saying. You can't love someone you don't know. And the Bible is a narrative that, constantly displays how God has acted and how God has revealed himself throughout human history, both in the Old Testament and moving into the New Testament. And it isn't two separate gods. It isn't a God that showed two different faces. It's just a God who responded to do two different situations. Mm-hmm. And so we see two different sides of him, of the same God um, responding to different situations, mm-hmm. different interactions and different times and different cultural norms and stuff like that. Um, and so when people were flagrantly disobeying the law, God was very wrathful and very much like, no, like, I am going to slaughter you guys. But, but even in that, there was always reconciliation. There was always reconciliation. Oh, yes. Reconciliation. At the end of it. Mm-hmm. And when they were holding so fast to the law, thinking that that's what saved them. In Jesus, we see, in Jesus, we see um, God saying, no, this this isn't what's going to save you. You've mm. held on to the law, forgetting the spirit behind the law. Yeah. Um, and so it's the same God operating throughout the entire Bible. And unless we come to recognize this God, the way, the God that we love is going to be an idol. It's going to be a caricature because mm. we're going to fashion God after our own image yeah. and characteristics that we like to see in God. Yeah. And so we're not going to be worshiping the God of the Bible. We're going to be worshiping the caricature. 
Mm. Um, so if we like prosperity gospel, our God is going to be all about money. If yeah. we like um, the vow of poverty, our God is going to be all about poverty. If we like um, gym, our God is, is going to be all about physical fitness. Mm. And so we're going to fashion our God around our likes and our dispositions. And that is what we've seen in so many different denominations, so many different factions, and even like the KKK, they valued whiteness. And so <laughs> their God was fashioned. Yeah. Like literally, no, very, 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 very true, that. very true, yeah. That's yeah. what their God was fashioned after. Yeah. And it was very much fashioned after enslave and be and like manipulate the black person because he's subhuman. Mm. And they claim to be Christians. Mm. And then we've got um, like the Egyptology dons who have fashioned God after black people. And it's black or black Hebrew Israelites who fashioned okay, their God after yeah. after yeah. black, and it's just like, all right, cool. But that's not the God that we worship. Yeah. The God of the Scriptures isn't bound to a specific race. If even if he is, it's Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> like it's Jewish. Yeah, it's not black. Yeah, yeah. And if you're trying to argue that the Jews were black, cool. But that's 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 almost saying. Um, that's almost uh, arguing between Nigerians and Ghanaians. Yeah. And, and even there, even with the Jews, <coughs> you can also still see, and, and God actually specifically says it, that he chose Israel because they were, they were small, they were weak. Yeah. He can yeah. show his power through them most easily. You see in the story of Ruth, yep. that was all about reconciliation. Yeah. Ruth was a Moabite. The Moabites were... <laughs> and the Moabites were actually cast off because they well, didn't of let they didn't let the Jews go through their. their but even city. before that, they were cast off because Moab's mum was also his half sister. Mud, mud. Hey, 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 come on! God love those family trees, you know. <laughs> family so, like that, like so, the branches are all wonky. You mud. know, so so it's always been about reconciliation. It's always been about bringing people back. So yeah, it, it's yeah. um. I forgot the question. Um, As of I, gosh. Is love your oh, God. Oh, yeah. yeah. So yeah. in look, in looking at, so we always fashion the God after what we like, what we're passionate about mm. and stuff like that. But the scriptures almost gives everyone a level playing ground, a level playing field where it's just like, this is the scripture that we believe in. And everyone's attention is conformed to this. And it's very much like, um, I was reading uh, and I was watching an RC Sproul, how to do a Bible study last night. And I sent it to you guys. Yeah. It, it was about an hour long and I found myself listening to the whole hour. I need That's to tell you where, where I was listening to this later after the podcast. I was actually gripped by it and I was challenged because I have three, I, I'll just, I'll, let me not even get into that. But um, the Bible is the, the, it's like one field that we all come to and we hopefully we come to the same conclusions or the same understandings knowing that there was this particular intention behind the writing of the scriptures and so our task is to get to that particular intention and if we do it faithfully diligently under the holy under the guidance of the holy spirit we will be getting cl as close as possible um rather than relying on our own interpretation and stuff um and that then gives us the the playing field to then be like all right cool how does the bible describe this god and how we ought to love him what does loving god look like what does love look like because we have a warped sense of love what does love look like all right how does loving your neighbor play out in relation to the Bible that we've been exposed to. So yeah, there, there's these things. So I've, I believe once you, um, these two things are almost a summation of what we're required, required to do, but we cannot unpack it without the word. And so these two things are sufficient in terms of their requirements on us, but they require the Bible to be able to unpack it. And for the sheer fact that God has seen fit to give us the Bible, shows that there's a relevance to it because yeah. we didn't even know these two things unless we read the bible yeah so what i would ask <coughs> in terms of that is so even within just this room mm. like if you give us the same bible mm -hmm. the way we'll interpret god within the bible there'll be similarities but there also be differences yeah mm. so how, how 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 do you know if your interpretation is the right interpretation or a right interpretation mm. Of the words i think those differences and similarities will come um based off of uh personal life experience personal life experience but also even just using the bible and restricting it to that example exposure to other parts of the bible mm. and exposure to the entirety of the text mm. um and to the context and, and to the depth 
to which we have studied the text and the context within what was written. Um, I think Mo was alluding to that, and R.T. Sproul mentioned that, you know, you come to the Bible and you interpret it literally, what does that mean? Uh, and literally is recognizing all the literary devices, if it's poetry, if it's a letter, if it's historical recognizing all of those things and allowing for that to influence or to inform mm. your interpretation now our exposures to those things will be different and therefore will also still be different but i think you you come to we can come to a conclusion based off of um or, or as to what is correct based off of an understanding of how that fits into the image of god that's presented by the bible which we won't even have completely unless we have completely studied the bible mm. so it will all come down to i think what i'm saying to you is we would know whether or not our interpretation of the bible is correct based on the bible's presentation like we would have to use the bible to measure if we're correct or not mm. does that make sense yeah and i think for like a, a group like this where we allow for free conversation we allow for debate and and, and you know interacting with one another on it that's the best sort of um environment to do so because maybe what i don't know you know and you're able to bring that and that will inform and because we allow for that conversation and we encourage that amongst ourselves that's the right place to do that mm. if that makes sense yeah, makes yeah. Sense. i think um re refresh my mind on the question again um, how, how would you know your interpretation of the bible is correct okay so um this i think there's two things. Um, an exegetical study of the Bible is trying to think the author's thoughts after them. So it's trying to figure out, all right, um, so let's take a letter like uh, Corinthians. Why did Paul write it? Who was he writing it to? What was happening there? What was he addressing? Um, th these things are quite concrete. There's no, there's no two like there's there's no options. Mm. Like these were the things that were happening, and these this is how Paul addressed it. And so, an exegetical study of the Bible should always lead to the same conclusions mm. because there's only one reality that mm. the Bible, was, the text, was speaking to. Mm. But when it comes to the hermeneutical study, where it's like what's that word? Hermeneutical. So hermeneutics, hermeneutics is how that then fleshes out within our context. Mm. So ex exegetical is thinking of author's thoughts after them. So it's trying to figure out how does this apply within its original context. So it's learning the original context and learning how the text actually applies to that. Hermeneutics is thinking about how does, how do we then extrapolate this for our context? Mm. So how does women, not, women covering their head and not talking in churches, what's the context? How is it there? How does it flesh out in today? Mm. Um, and I think in the hermeneutics is where we'll have disagreements. Mm -hmm. Where it's like... It's Ideally. Yeah. If, if any. If any. Yeah. If any. Where people be like, no, Paul said they shouldn't do it, so women should shut up. <laughs> <laughs> like, I've heard that argument where it's just, we're extracting it word for word and applying it slapdash to our context mm. without recognising that it, it don't work like that. Mm. Like, you don't, if, if that's the case, then fam, you should only be eating broiled fish on a mountain, yeah. And if Jesus, yeah, said, but that's Old Testament, though. No, no, no. This, 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 this is when Jesus, when Jesus fed the five thousand. Like, or, it, or if you want to go baptize people, you need to wear goat's uh, camel hair and leather, eating wild locusts locust and honey. John. Like, if you want to baptize, that's all you should. That's all you should be doing. That's the lifestyle you should be living. And anytime it's the prime minister's birthday, you go and offer your head Fam. on a silver plate. And it's them as well. If anyone comes to you to get baptized, you need to greet them with you brood of vipers. <laughs> <laughs> like, rah. So there's that reality in which hermeneutics is how it plays out in the day-to-day -day in mm. our context. And there may be some discrepancies there in terms of how we think it should play out. Mm. And that is where, what I was going to say before, uh, recognizing that, so I have these three premises when I study the Bible. Firstly, is that the Bible is fully divine. It's fully the word of God. It is God-inspired. Every word is God-breathed, mm. um, able to instruct, able to correct, to convict. Like, everything is divine. Secondly, the Bible is fully human. It was authored by man, as in men wrote it down with their personalities, with their idiosyncrasies. But it's still fully divine because the Holy Spirit authored it and worked through it and utilised who they were personally to write that. And so there's this mix between fully human, fully divine, Jesus, 
the word, like Jesus is the word. And then lastly, there is no such thing as an objective view of the Bible. So every single person comes from a subjective perspective when they come to the Bible. Emma said this as well. Emma yeah. said the exact same phrase. So there, there is no such thing as an objective view of the Bible. Everyone's coming with their own perspective. But when we recognize that our view of the Bible is subjective, we are then more open to be corrected. You would hope. <laughs> you would hope. Because if you believe that you're being objective, you just close yourself off from being challenged. Because you're like, nope, I'm being objective. This is what the text says. This is what it is. But if you recognize that, no, like for most of the people who are prosperity gospel peddlers, they've lived a life of harsh poverty. Peddlers. <laughs> they've, yeah. lived, they've lived a life of, of poverty. Mm. And so that perspective has warped the way that they view the Bible. And they now, for the most part, see the Bible as a set of principles to get money. Yeah. They don't see it as a relationship. They see it as a principle to mm. get money. Mm. But when you recognize that, all right, cool, yes, there might be principles in which to get money, but that's not the objective of the Bible. Mm. So your perspective, your subjective perspective may inform someone who is then taking a poverty vow to be like, all right, cool, no, the Bible doesn't demonize money or it doesn't demonize the acquisition of money. It demonizes what you do with it. Mm. And then the poverty guy may then flip it back onto the person, right, so what are you doing with it? Are you buying a 65 million pound jet? Mm. That's wrong. Out to Creflo. <laughs> Don't know. So, <laughs> so the shots just came up lower. So this is where recognizing that our view of the Bible is subjective allows us to be challenged within our subjectivity, recognizing that our lives and our previous, like everything that we've lived, we bring to the Bible. Mm. But hopefully in interacting with the Bible, recognizing that it is divine, we then open ourselves to be challenged by the Holy Spirit. Mm. And recognizing that it is human, capturing a human perspective, we also re open ourselves to be challenged by other human perspectives when we come to the Bible. Mm. Um, so yes, exegesis-wise, exegetical study, we should all come to the same conclusion. Mm. But hermeneutics-wise, we should, for me, I should remember those three points and then allow myself to be influenced by the Holy Spirit you should be influenced by the Holy Spirit when you come to the word mm. and be influenced by other saints, mm. whether alive or dead through commentaries and stuff to be influenced by other saints to be like, all right, cool. This is my perspective. How is it being challenged? How should it flesh out? Mm. And stuff like that would then help us um, be more so on one accord mm. when, when um, studying the word. Mm. Beautifully put. Cool. <coughs> all right. I'm happy to end things then. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Hookups. Cool. I've got a few. <laughs> I'll go first. Um, so, <laughs> I've got a couple actually. What's so, wrong with you people? So, I think <laughs> my first one, my first one is, is very ungodly. Crepton Conan just dropped a new album, Revenge is Sweet. Mm. Like, the album, banger after banger. It's, hey, the album is mud. So, they should have never gone into desserts then. Oh, do you know what? Yeah, they're actually making it work, you know? Oh, okay. They're making it work. Have you been to that? Have you been? I have not. I've heard bad things. I, I, I've been. It was wasn't it? the best. Uh, <laughs> I, th I think it's a hype around their name. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. It's a hype around yeah. their name. That's why I went, because it was crypto. crypto. I heard when they first opened, the queue was literally circling the blocks. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. I, I heard people from, like, where, where I used to work in East wanting to travel down. To, they're asking me, like, how, what's the easiest, quickest way to get to get there because I wanted, I was like raw you man are just touching college you might want to travel from here there to, but cool um, so yeah Crepton Cone um, Cone and Revenge is Sweet but the second hookup is Show Baraka's mixtape from back in the day called Baraka uh, Barakaology it's dope it's dope um, I downloaded it he was giving it away for free but it's not on Spotify so I might even need to look to see if the, it's on YouTube or the download link and share it in the group to mm. put on a thing. But yeah, Barackology. On the Humble Beast thing? No, um, 116. Oh, was, okay. It was 116. Yeah. Um, all right, okay. Mm, yeah. And <laughs> the the skit that I want you guys to listen to the most is Serious Rapper. <laughs> I was going to say. That, that, yeah, that, that was a lot. <laughs> serious? Yeah. All and right. he, even, he even shares his testimony in it as well. Yeah. So, yeah, it's dope. Mm. Can I go next? Please. So, my hookup is a game called Ring Pokemon. Fit Adventure. 
Rayfair. Ring Fit Adventure. Oh, okay. It's a game for the Nintendo Switch. Hmm. And it's an exercise game. Okay. So you get like it, it, it you, you get like a strap that goes goes around your leg and mm-hmm. you got like the exercise ring thing. Mm-hmm. And it's a game where you're working out as you play to, to play the game. Mm-hmm. So so like you you squeeze the thing to like destroy the monsters, da, 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 all of it. Mm-hmm. And a good way to keep in shape, like I've seen a few videos on YouTube of guys that have taken this game to their personal trainers to to, to, to get their perspective on it. Mm-hmm. And they were like, Yeah, this is a um a good game. Um, if you want to improve fitness mm. obviously it's, it's not at the level of a personal trainer mm. but it's a good game if you maybe don't have access to the gym or you're mm. stuck inside and you just want to do like 10 minutes playing oh. the game and keeping in shape as well okay. squats all the things blood <laughs> yeah okay. cool alright so I've got a few okay I've got a few only, only because only because there's a bit of self promotion here so forgive me <laughs> <laughs> but my first hookup which is uh, it's a dope uh, podcast it's called um, 66 the bible binge the bible which, binge yeah the bible binge um vincent shout out to vincent vincent uh, recommended it to me and essentially it is um it's a couple of people and they they are they actually do a different podcast about pop culture and whatnot yeah. but they review stories in the bible as though they were reviewing a movie or a tv oh, program or tc wavy. and it's it's like i love podcasts like that because i listen to like about the office yeah. and random stuff and they're just so funny so funny they they'll when they come to um a particular story they'll cast the characters <laughs> with modern day actors mm. so how is it that um they did goma and uh hosea mm-hmm. guess who goma was kim kardashian no close for well, no <laughs> Megan Fox. That's rude. <laughs> oh, and they're like, we want this to be someone that is like, I could fall for her, but I also wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's right. I could see that. I could see that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I thought it was so, it was so funny. Um, but yeah. So, so who was Hosea? Um, Hosea was uh, Mark Ruffalo. So someone who there's an innocence to him, <laughs> but when you see him with this hot person, you'd be like, "What's going on there?" <laughs> like she must be with him for his money, sort of thing. I'd like, watch that movie. I can't <laughs> <like>. <laughs> It was so good, and and they're really good. They do like um they do their research, but they also send each episode to like a um to a, a theologian for the, what they call a gentle rebuke mm. to actually check what they're saying mm. and, and to bring some uh, theological context to it. So it's, it's just really good podcast, really well done. Um the Bible binge. That's my that's my hookup. A little bit of self promotion. So um there's a couple of new podcasts coming. One is uh the Ordinary Amazing podcast, which is just for the blog. And it will just be a brief, like, five-minute, ten-minute thing where I'm just um, reviewing what's going on in the blog. So, episode, so I'll make summarize what the TBF talked about, what you guys talked about. Um, and then another podcast, which is coming. I'll tell you guys about it. Um, but also, I'll be sharing, like, poetry and maybe blog posts and stuff like that on that podcast because I realised that my poetry is really bad when read but people are like oh it's actually makes more sense when you read it so Mm. I'll be reading that Um, and then the next podcast which I'm really excited about is the Reason to Behold podcast which (laughs) I'm an editor of and it's not even me it's um, two the black professionals like executives at big companies um, and they just come and talk about life and and, um, address like professional things they, they talk about all sorts but it's a really good podcast um and i edit for them um so i'll be posting on the ordinary amazing as well Do you um, get paid to promote? no I'm not, not yet no one's getting paid i'm not, not getting paid to promote this i'm not because I, you're editing are you getting paid to edit no i'm not getting paid to edit no, not yet no i'm not getting paid to edit not yet i've not indicated uh, bro, that i want to be paid to edit bro, what at I'm all. Saying is, i'll give you my bank account details <laughs> <laughs> no i i've not indicated i want to edit uh for payments or anything i was glad to be part of it to be you need to be uh, getting your streams of income coming in you know i'm good you need to when it comes to stuff for god i'm good if I was editing a circular podcast, <laughs> where's my money from? Where's my money from? Oh, even the, Le- the the Levites got paid for what they did, and they were doing that for. I'm me. not a Levite. This is this is. Hey, you're look, a re- you're a re- royal priesthood. Yeah, I'm happy to do. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, for real. Like, check them out. Uh, Reason to behold podcast. I think they want to do it bi monthly, so every two weeks. Um, 
and just in editing like there's stuff that i'm picking up and i'm applying to my workplace i'm like this is really good and they're, they're really good guys so reason to behold podcast is another one um that will be going on the ordinary amazing uh, how long are the episodes uh, yeah, an hour, uh, okay, twenty yeah, no. something. Oh, listen twenty! To it, <laughs> listen to it in bits, man. Listen I listen to, to the first twenty this, minutes. This is, the pro- this, is the, this is the whole benefit of podcasts. Like I listen to Joe Rogan's podcast for three hours and stuff, and it will take me, you know, it'll take me a good part of a week. Uh, listen to little chunks. Nah, do you know what? Yeah, does he upload like every day? Yeah, he does. He uploads like multiple. Every that is day crazy. <laughs> but that's part. That's what he does. That's like his. But three hour conversation know. every day. Yeah. He's making, he's making money from that as well. He's making money. He's making money. But Bro, anyway. The way anyway. I'm just trying to bang through Audible, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Give me Audible. Do you listen at pace? Do you listen at speed? Nah. You listen to it at 2.5. You listen at 2.5? Yeah. How do you hear anything? I, I don't I don't care about the world. Just 2.5. Fair enough. I was trying to listen. <laughs> I was trying to listen at 1.5. Driving. <laughs> what did she say? <laughs> like, so I, I just yeah, listen at no, 1.25 is a bit fast. Yeah. I tried... I was, I, did it at two, and then I went back to one, and I was like, "Nah, you guys." Yeah, yeah that sounds too so slow. So I was like, "Cool." Yeah. Two. I went back to two, and I was like, "Nah, even this sounds slow." So I went back yeah. to two. I went up to two point five. So yeah, I Bro. go through. Yeah, I go through books just. But on how a are you hearing to. what they're saying? The thing about me, and I recognized it recently, is that when I read, when I read books, even when I'm reading the Bible, mm. I'm not trying to fixate on every word. What I'm trying to do is get the general gist of what's, well, what's just going in the Bible, you know. No, mm. even so, it's like even with the Bible. So the Bible is the only book that I listen to on times one. Mm. Everything else times two. Mm. Okay. But it's very much like I'm trying to ascertain the general gist, and mm. so when I'm studying, that's when I'm actually fixating on each word, yeah, yeah. stuff like that. But when I'm listening to it, it's just like I'm trying to get the flow, I'm trying to get the narrative, I'm trying to get the answer. So I'm, when I'm listening, the way that I've been able to. Uh, do it as I'm, I'm after convictions rather than information okay all so right. I'm after right, what grabs me what concepts grabs me what okay. what do I feel what stands out to me in terms of right cool, I want to implement this mm. in terms of shifting this. it's like yeah I like this notion I want to implement this mm. and then just keep it moving are you able to listen and do something else <coughs> not entirely so I normally listen when I'm travelling mm. so every time yeah, that I'm travelling yeah, then yeah, I'm just yeah, there yeah, yeah. just kind of listening yeah. have my fat headphones and so it kind of just blocks out the yeah, underground yeah, noise yeah, and stuff and I'm just listening yeah. to it so yeah. I don't editing videos whatever editing yeah. images I don't listen to any podcasts yeah. when I'm doing them stuff there yeah. I can listen to the bible when I'm washing dishes and doing other things because it's times one and mm. I'm kind of going through it as I'm mm. doing other things but yeah, yeah. yeah. Other than I, that, I, I listen to podcasts at 1.2 and I'll trim the silences mm. so they just keep on talking but yeah still and I, I need to listen to everything but that's a strategy that some people have cited is you learn to listen for particular concepts and gather a gist you don't have yeah. to listen to every single yeah. word but I, I listen to so I find anyway, that yeah. I find that yeah. books that I actually want to get into yeah. I just listen to it multiple times Right. Yeah, so yeah, even yeah. if it's time to see if I listen to it twice it's still, still kind this, of this, the length yeah. of reading it once and I've got I've gone through it twice that's, so that's yeah. crazy yeah anyway so those are my hookups uh, please go to the Ordinary Amazing there's a, a lot of stuff coming and there's another podcast coming this is God's, God's doing a lot God's this doing guy. a lot I want to do a podcast. You are doing You've a podcast. been wanting to do a podcast. I've been telling you to it's do a coming, podcast. It's coming, it's coming. I've been trying to help you to What's do a podcast. What's the furnace? What's the furnace, fam? No, I want you to do a podcast. You might talking like it's his, not a podcast. Nah, his own, his own secular stuff. Waste, man. <laughs> his own secular, <laughs> secular? stuff. Because <laughs> he wants to talk to relationship people. It's a bit secular, kind of like. <laughs> no, I've been wanting you to do it, man. Do it. I'll I help will. you out. I'll help you out. I'm just waiting for the people. It'll be one of my hookups next time. He's going to charge you. <laughs> I'm gonna charge him. <laughs> rah, rah. <laughs> you, you wanna help me? You pay me. <laughs> yeah, nah. I'm doing anyway. you a favor. <laughs> cool. Anyway, yeah. shout out to Root for the intro outro music. Yeah, yeah. Calvin Turner for the ordinary amazing logo. You can find us at Twitter at Finish UK. You can email us at tbsfinishhotmail.com. And the email works because we got the email. Dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> the email that he signed Robert Emisa I was just like why I said it was like it was from Robert I was when like, oh your the email so when you send an email out yeah it's the name is Robert Emisa I've changed it now to be the blacksmith's furnace but it's like it's Robert Emisa I was like Robert didn't send this email I did <laughs> but anyway yeah no 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 it does work please <laughs> email send, us send, send Robert some fan mail yeah 
All the babies. Even though I'll see as well. Why are you seeing it? Because I'm logged in now. Oh, no, no, I no. need to keep a track. Keep track of it. <laughs> Log out. <laughs> you can't know what happens on that email. <laughs> Man, sign up for some oh, eHarmony things in the email. <laughs> Anyway, you can find us at soundcloud.com forward slash the Blacksons Furnace. All good podcasts and websites and apps. Blacksons Furnace with an apostrophe. Mm. That's it. Can I shout out one of the uh, listeners? Yeah. Um, on SoundCloud, Andy Osei.com. I think I've even mentioned him here before. But yeah, guy retweets every time. He reshares, uh, likes. Uh, so it's nice to have like people, you know, like consistent that listen and, and you Does know, anyone know him? him? I think I know him, but I don't know. Ask him. I, I, Ask him the comment. But it, well, I've said it on the podcast now, isn't it? So I always feel like, what if I'm like, what if I, he's right next to me and I'm like, who, who are you? <laughs> oh, is he, oh, you. But nah, nah, he's 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 a cool cat. He's a cool cat. Because uh, when someone reposts stuff, you can see if you go and check them out, you can see other stuff they repost. Mm. And like, yeah, he's yeah, obviously yeah, quite conscious and, and thinks about thinker guys. So, yeah. Great. Shout out to him. I think this is the Blacksmith's finest. Sign it out. Blow. Hadouken. <laughs> <laughs>